Asian Pop Nation on Sin 90.7. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation. I'm Senya. You just heard Solar and Moonview from Mamamoo's Promise You. Man, that was a mouthful. And the first song we played on tonight's show was Radwimp's Twilight. Because we promise you that tonight, starting here at Twilight, is going to be a blast. We're going to have some amazing discussions lined up for you tonight. We've got some chat about an Indonesian woman who let her groom marry his ex-girlfriend. We're also going to talk a little bit about what Mamoru Hosoda said about a famous anime director that we all know and love, which has stirred a little bit of controversy. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about Korean skincare, Chinese e-gaming, and BTS's Jin, who has got an official title now. Keep on guessing, as we're going to play a song by Fantastics from Exile Tribe called Drive Me Crazy. Just... For those who are driving home tonight, we hope you like this one and stay tuned for some discussions coming up after this. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. Thanks for tuning in. We played three back-to-back songs. The first was from Japan by Fantastics from Exile Tribe called Drive Me Crazy. After that, we played 31073 by Win featuring now Dong and Titie. And then the last song you heard was Slot Machine's Heart because someone who has a lot of heart is this Indonesian bride who let her husband marry his ex-girlfriend. So our team of Aaron, Celeste, JP, Leisha, and myself, Sonia, have more to say on this matter. So there is this guy in Indonesia, just like any other normal man who is about to get married. He was about to get married. It's pretty great, right? Love of his life. But all of a sudden, his ex-girlfriend walked into the ceremony, and after a few hijinks, the bride-to-be actually let the ex-girlfriend of the husband join in on the marriage too. So right now, he has two wives. Very interesting. The man and his ex-girlfriend knew each other since 2016, and the ex-girlfriend actually found out about the upcoming wedding through social media. And uh, funnily enough, her friends began to mistakenly congratulate her instead for the ceremony. So basically, this guy has two wives, and it's pretty cool, but it's also not very cool because he also doesn't have a job, and he's very worried that uh, he won't be able to support his newlywed wives. Pretty crazy, right? (laughs) I don't know what to think of this. I mean, like... Man. Wait, but okay, wait. So did they do this like like impromptly like during the ceremony? It was just like last like a last minute choice. I think so. Yeah, it was a last minute. She walked in. So like, all right, cool. Two wives now. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's like an episode of like a drama show or something. Yeah. But became like real life. I don't Dude. know. What do you guys think? I, I don't even know how to process it. <laughs> but if this is like gonna be the episode of a drama who is the villain here oh probably the ex-girlfriend you know <laughs> dude like dude they were having a normal wedding they were having a good time and then all of a sudden this third party comes in and messes everything up you know i think she's <laughs> the clear villain here but the bride said it was like destiny like <laughs> she sounds <laughs> they, really they were nice. meant to be yeah uh, she sounds really nice celeste if you were about to marry a guy and uh, his ex-girlfriend walks into the <laughs> wedding. Would you be pure-hearted enough to uh, let the ex join in? No. <laughs> <laughs> this groom is unemployed. How is he going to support either one of us? Like, mate, I ain't working on my own for this. 
<laughs> I ain't been the breadwinner of the family. Stop that. <laughs> I, well, I don't know how egalitarian they are there. The wives, they're going to have to get in on work too, you know. They're all going to have to work. They got three mouths to feed. It's crazy. Aaron, <laughs> let's say you were marrying a girl and your ex walks in. <laughs> Would you be open to having two wives? No. <laughs> no. Honestly, that's all you need. That's the most reasonable answer. Uh, I was going to actually say yeah. that I would say yes, depending on who the ex is. Oh. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. If the, uh, like if the ex is someone I would want to marry as well. Oh. Then maybe. Okay, then that works. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Okay. I could actually see that. Yeah. Like, you know, really smart. Looks like Angelina Jolie, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. We could go like out together. We'd become best friends, you know. Wait, okay. I want some clarification on this because, like, if you and the ex are married to the man, right? You're both betrothed to him. Yes. Right? Would it be bad if you had an affair with her separate from him? Because, like, I don't think it's an not... affair. Technically, you're married, right? Yeah. I know. That's a weird thing, right? <laughs> but, like, are you married to each other or are you just both married to the guy? You know, because it's like a it's a triangle thing. Maybe if if the two women also marry each other after that, then it completes the circle. The the triangle. Yeah, the triangle. <laughs> this is a work. very difficult drama. That <laughs> exactly. What a complicated love triangle scenario. Wow. This is oh the true God. love triangle because love goes on all. all sides. Yeah, that's true. You know. <laughs> yeah, with our current. What do you say, Aaron? It can never go well with this type of situation. Well, unless everyone marries each other, you know, I think only then, like, it's like a circle of life thing, you know, once you complete the circle, <laughs> then all is well. If you're not open, then only misery follows. Yeah. Investors, if you're listening to this, it's a pretty good idea oh for a TV show. You better get in on this right now. Where he sort of had one, but it was a different situation in the past, song. It was a different <laughs> show. <laughs> Does anyone remember Domestic Girlfriend? Domestic Girlfriend? I've heard of that, but I know nothing of it. I feel like I'm in this situation right now with that show. We compared to this right now in real life. Well, what happens is Domestic Girlfriend? Tell Simple. me. The guy is dating this mother anyway, and you got him, and especially you got this daughter of the girl is interested with the guy. And the oh. guy is basically dating with the, the guy <laughs> how to explain <laughs> wait so he's dating a lady yes but there is also some stuff between him the and, and the, the lady's daughter. daughter yeah and the daughter likes him whoa sounds like a bad american drama <laughs> <laughs> sounds like stacy's mom to me yeah stacy's mom <laughs> except it's stacy's mom it's the it's the song, you know, Stacy's mom has I don't want to sing it here. It's about <laughs> about a guy who has a crush on his girlfriend's mom. Oh my god, I'm reading the yeah. right now. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> it's a country song. Like it it's is. one of those songs that y- you shouldn't be liking, but it's just really good. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a guilty pleasure for sure. <laughs> yeah. A, a true masterpiece of 21st century literature. You know, beautiful, yeah. beautiful it's song. It's like it's up there with All Star Man. And like um Mr. Brightside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, investors, if you've got if you've got some cool ideas from this discussion, let us know on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of our ideas are free. You can use them. 
you don't even have to credit us. Like, just make it, get it done. A circle of life. And if you have an Asian cast, we'll talk about it on our show. <laughs> okay. yeah. That's right. Hope you were bopping along to that one. You are listening to APN or Asian Pop Nation here on Sin. We played a triple threat of songs. The first was Waybird's Huran or Suddenly. After that was Kirinji featuring Awich and their song Exploding Heart. And the last song we played was Punch and Mad Clowns I Miss You because a certain actress from Taiwan and Singapore has an interesting way of showing how much she misses her kids. But we'll head over to the team now to talk a little bit more on this. Does anyone know of Kate Pang? Obviously not, because everyone yeah, is who's, her. Yeah, who's... <laughs> well, if you don't know who Kate Pang is, she's a Singaporean and Taiwanese actress and TV host. And she recently found an innovative way to make it feel like her kids are around when she misses them on work trips, because she often travels from Singapore to Taiwan on business trips. So Pang got four customized cushions from a friend a while ago, and she kept them at her office but since the staff were like complaining that they took up a lot of space as you do when you have customized cushions in your office she decided to take them home but one of the cushions has a life-size picture of her daughter on it so you know to, to hold when she's feeling lonely and misses her kids but the cushion apparently has upset her daughter because she thought the cushion was real and I mean who wouldn't feel abandoned by their mother if they got a cushion of another girl. <laughs> I oh mean, <laughs> but Pang says it's the same reaction that her daughter has when she's told she's not Elsa. So perhaps it's not to be taken too seriously, but you know, as a kid, when you're told you're not Elsa, it's a very big deal, you know, but would anyone do this for their relatives? Like if you miss them a lot, would you make a pillow of them? Yes. No, 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 no. It's giving me too much like anime pillows, like throwbacks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm but it's like her. a pet, like a pet, you know, you miss a pet. No, oh, I'm still a not a pet. Oh. Not a pet. But you can't replace a pet with another pet, right? Yes, you can. <laughs> like if your dog dies, you get a new one. What else are you going to do? Oh my God. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Listen, I'm more worried about how it would look in the corner of my room in the middle of the night. You know? <laughs> if you had like a picture of your parents on a pillow of your yeah, sister. Yeah, you know, like, oh no, I don't want that, man. It is interesting, I guess, like props to her, but like, I don't know, wouldn't you just want to like, just have like a photo of them like as their lock screen on your phone or something? But you I mean, can't you hug them. a lock screen. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Like you can look at it and remember <laughs> you've got a daughter. Exactly. It's a, you look and the memories flow in, and that's all you need. We didn't like the pillows. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not as poetic if you have like the body pillow. Like you know how with a film you have the character and they're looking back at their family and it's in a photo frame and it's oh it's so somber. Imagine that scene, but with the body pillow and the somber music. Yeah, and they're like the, caressing, they're caressing yeah. the pillow. Just <laughs> so like pillow. Yeah. No. It don't work. <laughs> <laughs> it don't work. But what about you, Aaron? What do you think? Bar. <laughs> We're such a negative team today. <laughs> you sound you sound like creepy. One is kind of creepy and two. Like what if a complete stranger just well, friend, walks into your room and you see a picture of like say the friend who entered the house or maybe a complete stranger that they don't even know about. They'll probably get like, this is kind of creepy. I'm going to walk out. They probably call the cops on you if they saw that. 
you know? Stalker alert. Yeah, stalker <laughs> alert. Serial killer vibes. Tell us about that time that you bought a body pillow for your friend. Oh. <laughs> 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 that was a different story, but we, oh boy, me and a few friends, we were in high school. This is probably my last year of high school. And we just got back from a convention we went to. It was Comic-Con. And we bought a, pill- a body pillow for a friend who was like into anime and all that stuff. So it's like, hey, we're going to buy a body pillow for that person. And we bought it. We took it to school. We gave it to him and we got in trouble for it. Because it was a body pillow or just because yes, you it was bought a- it to school and it was distracting? Both. <laughs> Too saucy. Yeah. Too spicy. <laughs> it wasn't anything explicit. It was just like, a, you know how like those traditional characters like looking upwards and they have like weird poses and all that stuff? Kind of slightly provocative poses, but nothing like x-rated you know yeah i get it like that that's it i mean if i was the principal there i would have expelled you guys (laughs) that's extreme (laughs) extreme? we all have body pillows in our closet no no No. (laughs) speak for yourself okay don't lump all of us (laughs) but i was wondering though is if you were to get a body pillow of your enemy a bit like how you know those movies have voodoo dolls or punching bags Or like the picture on the wall and you throw knives or like darts at it. Is that the same thing? (laughs) Not really, no. No? Is that acceptable use of a body pillow? No. Mm, I'd rather just get a punching bag and then print out (laughs) their face. Or a Mm -hmm. voodoo doll. You know, I think if you got a body pillow, there would be a weird duality to it. You know, it would be like the whole, you know, love falling in love with your enemy kind of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. Yeah. No, because like if you think... Seriously, yeah, love is war, man. If you think about the function of a pillow, right, it's something that you hug or that, like, you know, you smush up close to. It's not something you do with an enemy, right? So it's like, if you buy the body pillow, that that duality is there. So uh, be careful if you're ever planning on that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's JP's warning to you all, all who have body pillows or are planning to have body pillows. It's straight up, just get expelled. <laughs> <laughs> But if uh, you think you would contradict us and buy body pillows of your family, let us know. We'd love to hear it at facebook.com forward slash Asian Pup Nation or on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pup Nation. See, we'll see if there's someone on Body Pillow Gang. Just don't bring it to school. Learn from Aaron's mistakes. Welcome to Asian Pop Nation. Thanks for having us going through your airwaves tonight. We've played three back-to-back songs. The first was Tanya Chua's Photographs. After that, we played a song by Kaylee and HMLT from their new LP Drifters called For Barb. And the last one we played was Somi's Dum Dum because something that can be a pretty dumb thing to do is to break your hotel quarantine and infect the community, especially if you're positive for COVID-19. So something that the Japan government has done is a bit controversial, but hopefully we'll stop breaches and hotel quarantine. Curious? Well, the team has more on this. So Japan recently has released the names of three people who broke quarantine rules after returning from overseas. The Japanese government is basically threatening to publicly shame people for not complying with COVID-19 border control measures further down the line. The Japanese health ministry said that the three people named had clearly tried to avoid contact with authorities after they came back. And the announcement, you know, as always, sparked a flurry of discussion, just chaos among Twitter users in general, especially about the details of those identified and their jobs and locations and such. Pretty interesting stuff. Would you be comfortable... Like, let's say it happened here in Australia. Would you be comfortable with having 
rule breakers getting exposed publicly. Yes, but I wouldn't want it to be me. Right. <laughs> One of those things, right? But I think it's also dependent on if your name is that common. Like, I think if it was me, it'd be really easy to find <laughs> where I live. Oh, no, oh, what yeah. I do. <laughs> Whereas it's like John Smith, like there's a million John Smiths. <laughs> John Smith. So they're kind of hidden in that commonality of their name. So, mm-hmm. so it might be a punishment for some, but not others. But I think they could still narrow it down because there can't be that many John Smiths who like come into hotel quarantine, right? So, oh, well, I'll tell you, I don't know many John Smiths in my life. So, who knows, man? I mean, Leisha, is this ethical? Oh, oh, god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. The big E word. Oh, god! Like it's just the names that are being mentioned, right? Not really right. any other like detail, like their face or stuff like that. It's just the name, hmm. right? I mean, on one hand, like I, I can see where it comes from because you know if they see like people see their names and and they can see the threat that like oh god my name can be there and I'll be so embarrassed so I should be following the rules and blah 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 like I I see the pipeline of what they're trying to like go at and stuff but it's like hmm like I don't know there is like a side of it which I'm just like a bit like hmm it's there. They're, I don't know. It's kind of sus. It, it, kind of <laughs> well, it's a privacy issue, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. a bit, I feel like it's a little bit of an like invasion of like privacy. But then again, they are kind of like not following COVID rules. And, you know, as you said earlier, it's like some of these, these three people specifically were, I guess, in a way they were like avoiding contact with like authorities. So clearly they had like, a, I guess, like an agenda to get away with it and stuff but i don't know yeah it it, it's like a it's a tricky one to think about for sure yeah Um, aaron would you would you say it's a good call like do you think this would actually work getting people 50 50 about this one to be honest Uh because one moment i'm like okay these people are definitely like break all those rules expose them to the world tell them we well we don't like them and also they're sus about everything (laughs) <laughs> the last part. but at the same time i'm kind of against the idea because we got these people who break the rules but at the same time if we like expose their names to the world like expose to the name like, the name to like our state and all that stuff uh uh-huh. feels like we are discriminating them as well uh it's like discriminatory behavior yeah pretty much yeah and it's yeah. a 50 50 to be this one mm-hmm. like they did the wrong and if we like post a name it feels like we're doing the wrong thing as well but doing it uh celeste are you for or against this sort of thing i'm also 50 50 <laughs> i'm like name and shame but also don't do it but um no because we see protests and stuff and like we're in lockdown 6.0 um where people like capture footage of those protesters and they their faces are on screen and then the bosses see them, then they lose their job. And like, they aye, haven't aye. been named, but you've seen it already. Yeah. And like, I also think that these specific people who decide to break the rules also come from a place of privilege. Like these three people, what was it? They came from a business trip overseas. Like I can't mm-hmm. even go overseas. Like, come on. <laughs> and they're avoiding authorities. Like, yes, name them, shame them because I'm sick of it. Whereas like, yeah, the working class people, can't go anywhere trying to follow the rules but sometimes it just doesn't work so leave us alone <laughs> and just shame the people who are 
full of privilege. You. Shame the rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rich. The rich. The Bring rich. down capitalism. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're so young and youthful. <laughs> we feel the, the <laughs> yeah, the rebellious energy. No, but I see what you mean. It's uh it's always a it's always a good shot to go 50-50 with these sort of things. You don't ever want to go completely over one end or or the other because uh it's complicated eh? it's complicated i'd say though um since this is twitter i am i would be highly worried if anyone's names got exposed because man have you seen the things twitter does to people like oh my god oh, see my what god. bts uh, army does oh yeah seeing <laughs> and stuff yeah, anyone boxing. who disgraces bts their whole life just just destroyed apart. you know <laughs> like all, yeah. all of a sudden they uh disappear you know? Yeah, they're like piranhas. Uh, so that's a that's where that's where I think I'm leaning more towards uh, not doing that because um it doesn't seem very effective to me. You know, it just seems to make people feel more bitter. This sort of thing, you kind of mark people with a red. I don't know. Yeah, and I also feel a. like people would the people who would agree with them would idolize them, and you don't I, want that huh? happening. Yeah, yeah, scary stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's just what I think. That, that yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is complicated, man. Don't ask me. I uh, know. Don't ask me these <laughs> no. things. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, oh, any, what are you saying, Leisha? Oh, uh, no. I'm just saying it's like interesting to think about because I'm just like, maybe like for us, we see like the thing about it, like our privacy and like individualism thingy it's more of like an important like topic for us because we live more in like a western society Uh, and then maybe in like japan this situation i don't know could mean an entirely different thing since their uh, society runs more on like a collectivist like type of thing i don't know yeah yeah. i don't know where i was going with that but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah now yeah we have the cultural differences too too many factors to factor in for this uh, interesting discussion. But if you have hot takes about this topic, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, just make sure you don't dox anyone in the process, please. Dear Lord. You're back. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played Matsu by Cider Girl. After that was Shuran Chen's Sheng Lai Shi Ying, or Born to be the Eagle. And the last song we played was Ko Shunye's Undress Me. Because something that causes a little bit of controversy within the anime community is the way anime girls are dressed, or how women are represented in anime mediums. So, someone that has been quite outspoken about this recently is Mamoru Hosoda. But... We'll tell you all the goss here. We warned because we do talk a little bit about sexuality, body image, and representation of women in media, so it can get a little bit personal. So you have been warned. So has anyone seen the films by Mamoru Hosoda? You know, Wolf Children. I think yes, recently yes. Bell came out. We've talked about him yeah, a few yeah. shows ago. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Do I need to go classic. <laughs> so he's an anime filmmaker and he told the press a couple of weeks ago that he has issues with how women are depicted in Japanese media, saying that the tendency to depict them as sacred and nothing to do with the reality of who they are is a bit of a problem. And he mentioned the great master of animation who always takes a young woman as his heroine and said, to be frank, I think this great master does it because he does not have confidence in himself as a man. 
a bit harsh and that this vener- that this veneration of young women really disturbs me and I do not want to be a part of it. And even though Hosoda didn't actually mention the name of the guy he was referring to, it was later identified to be the one and only Hayao Miyazaki. <gasps> I know. Shots fired. Yeah, shots (laughs) They've had a bit of a history, um, but Hosoda also said that you only have to watch Japanese animation to see how women are underestimated and not taken seriously in Japanese society. And he said that to portray his heroines, he tries to portray his heroines as the epitome of virtue and is, oh, sorry, that's not what he said at all. <laughs> he said that he seeks to avoid portraying his heroines as the epitome of virtue and innocence, which to him represents the oppression of having to be like everyone else. So a lot to unpack, but initial thoughts. Is this worthy a worthy comment to Hayao Miyazaki? Do, do we sort of know what he's talking about anything to stab at about women in anime this is like the least of my problems to be honest like i no. don't know if any of you have seen was a high school of the they've got anime women with their boobs just like high school of the day yeah, yeah. Like, with, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like oh. yeah. boobs Any, anything physics, to yeah. complain i would complain about that like, <laughs> come you know, on someone uh just on the side note someone actually calculated that and uh technically at that speed her boobs should be ripped off yeah but anyway topic but are you saying celeste that it, it's the sexualization is more of an issue than like making them sacred and innocent yeah i find that like a huge issue it's just like the is like the women that are drawn is always like more voluptuous which is like bigger and just like unrealistic and you see it in not only anime but games as well it's just like can we turn that down because that's not realistic of what women are uh, meanwhile, Hosoda's going, virtue and innocence is not realistic. And I'm just like, I'd rather virtue and innocence than um, big boobed women and like, random physics that don't <laughs> apply in real life. And like those harem anime and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I get you. I kind, of, I kind of see where he's coming from, though. Like, if you've got the flip side of that. So you've got, like, the, the sexualization, right? But then you've got, like, that cutesy girl that always needs to be saved or is, like... Mm-hmm. Damsel in distress. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess he's trying to, like, want to find that balance of, like, what is a real girl? <laughs> but Actually, I, to, add, yeah. to add some yeah. more depth to that, there's also, um, if you just look at magical girl anime in general, there's the whole notion of the main character just being... Like as he said, extremely pure. Like yeah. even like mm-hmm. let's let's look at Usagi, right? Sailor Moon. Um, she's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but like you see, the thing is, it's never really casted on her as like a really bad character trait. Like it doesn't it yeah. doesn't make her seem like a bad person, you know. Um, so I think that's what Hosoda might be poking at. So that that that's an extra layer to add on. Yeah. But I can also see sort of the issues with that is that it means that, like, I guess as as girls, it's very much like your purity is what matters, whatever yeah, that sort a of purity means. thing. Yeah. yeah, like you can't make mistakes or you can't really, mm. yeah, be anything except like innocent and whatever that sort of innocence means. Anyway, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you. Well, you... Aside... Wait, so oh, let's sorry, go. I was going to say. 
Aside from all that, why are men talking about that? Exactly. <laughs> this was literally on my, the whole time. I was just like, huh, interesting that two men are trying to do like a deep I think dive. It's because into- most of the time, only guys are crazy enough to be anime directors. <laughs> you know, like it's not a happy life being a di- <laughs> being a director. So yeah, I don't know. yeah, there isn't that many female anime directors. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, f- I find it interesting that both of them tend to have. I think majority of their catalog has a female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say that maybe their writers aren't female. So perhaps there still is that input there, but. Yeah, the, the the statements are like, but I'm I'm trying to wonder why Hayao Miyazaki is the one who is kind of being thrown under the bus here. <laughs> I think um he he has been criticized for this kind of thing in the past, like making his characters too pure. Like I don't think yeah. Hosoda was the only one. I think there there might have been a few in the mm-hmm. past. So I don't know. Yeah, ah, but I'm not sure like how they're pure, you know. <laughs> mm. Hey, Sharon, what do you think? I honestly don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's complicated stuff. Well, I mean, you you guys want to try, like, unpack a character? <laughs> I mean, like, pick pick a random game. Like a lead. character from, say, Hayao Miyazaki's? Yeah, yeah, um, like a female heroine, right? I mean, the one that people probably know most about is, like, Chihiro. Mm-hmm. Is it Chihiro? Yeah. Chihiro, yeah. Chihiro, that's it. From yeah. Sure yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what's it's with like, her? She, she, she's a child. What more can you want? That's it, really. Yeah, but I just think that, like, Tahiri does what she does because she's scared for her parents, not necessarily as, like, the ideal. Like, like any girl who, whether they're bratty or whether they're pure, is probably going to want to try and save their parents, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe if we don't pick her, because I guess as a child, you technically are quite innocent, but say like um, Princess Mononoke or, right, I don't yeah. know, like Sophie from House Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, with Princess Mononoke, I mean, she does have that dual side to her being, you know, scary princess girl who like kills things. But uh, she's still, she's still kind of held up as a virtuous character, at least from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like a good virtuous, right? Good like virtuous? she, in the sense that she she stands up for what she believes in, mm-hmm. um, even if that means like going against people. Mm. Whereas I think like when I imagine anime girl purity, it's like they they forgive everyone and don't, don't want to cause any harm. Uh huh. Yeah, even though really it's not your fault to. <laughs> to begin with like you don't need to apologize for something that wasn't your fault that kind of um purity yeah aye, aye. yeah i think it's kind of crazy though that like he made all this point and then his reasoning for like i guess miyazaki having this like issue thing was because <laughs> he does not feel confident in himself as a man uh, like i was like damn <laughs> what a what a blow like i think that wasn't like the direction I was expecting to go to. <laughs> okay. That's that's interesting though. I mean, are there many Ghibli films with male protagonists? Was Ponyo one? Ponyo? No, Ponyo because it was the fish daughter thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was um, a what's the P one? Porco Rosso. 
Marco Rosso. Yeah, and the wind rises. He has a male lead there, I think. But then there's that woman that he marries. Mm. Yeah. There's a couple in my head I can think of. One, like, I'm not sure one of this. Uh, no, 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 how long to um, What's the one with, like, Alentia's in the sky, whatever it was? Like, uh, the one Cass- with Mark Hamill in it. With the camel? No, with the castle in the sky. Or something. Oh, yeah, castle. Oh, it's just called Latin. Castle in the Sky, Castles. I think. <laughs> That's what it's called, Castle in the Sky. I think so, yeah. Laputa Castle in the Sky. Yeah, yeah, it is Castle in the Sky. And the other one I thought of, which I'm not sure this counts, but uh wait, we already said the wind rises, right? Mm. Yeah, wind rises. Okay, I got nothing then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that that's actually pretty interesting. I wonder why. I wonder why he doesn't use many men for protagonists in his films. He doesn't have after wait what about jo- what about my neighbor Totoro does that count oh but they were like their kids weren't they just the boy and a girl and they meet Totoro <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just like thinking like either way like if Hayao Miyazaki even like like I don't know if some of like the most iconic Show, movies we think of that he's in were like instead of like Sophie the protag was like a male instead would that change much of like the story or something I don't know would that like yeah I feel like if it was still a, a little boy in either of those situations I think it would still be the same story right mm-hmm. yeah I don't know not health moving castle that, no, that's no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Happy for like like a gay a gay animated film that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, in a fantasy setting. <laughs> no, yeah. He also so did good. Lupin the Third. I just remembered. That's true. That's a male protagonist, isn't it? Yeah, it's Lupin, but huh. only Lupin was already made pre-existent, though. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Lupin's original character is a uh, quite unseemly. <laughs> yeah, scary guy. Yeah. Anyway, we don't seem to have drawn any conclusions. <laughs> no, it's tough. I mean, before we leave this off, though, um, I just want to like shill this book. There's this, I don't know if it's a whole book or a collection of essays, but it's called Beautiful Fighting Girl by this guy called Saito Tamaki. And he basically writes about this thing, like the whole like the whole thing about the purity of the female figure and like Sailor Moon and... uh just anime in general and that weird duality between the purity and the sexuality thing that, mm-hmm. you know, Celeste mentioned it um, earlier with the whole, how women are portrayed mm-hmm. in anime. Um, so that actually might be worth a read. Pretty interesting from what I've heard. Beautiful fighting girl. Write that down. Investors. All right. So if you want to let us know about your thoughts on what Mamoru Hosada said, you can let us know on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Asian Pop Nation. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. So we'd love to hear what you think. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played three back-to-back songs, a triple threat, as one might call it. The first was Pua Musume Riroadero's Michi Shurube. After that, we played Lin Yanjun and Wan Peng's you Daoni, or Meet You. And the last one we played was Jay Park and PH1's All In, because something you need to give your all into is e-gaming, that's for sure. But a Chinese newspaper report has found something quite interesting and controversial about e-gaming. Let's take a look. 
Investigative Reports has against the video game community, while video games, while video gaming by Japan's newspaper describe video gaming as a spiritual opinion. Opium. 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 Thank you very much. Opium that has harming the country's teenagers and single out Tencent holding as a source of problem. Tencent, if you don't know what Tencent is, is basically it is basically the world's largest video game business by revenue and operates in China and multiple areas, including super app called WeChat. I don't know what WeChat is, but that's a different story. The reports that also have to announce that. The report was deleted from its whole website on its WeChat account two weeks ago because it's an attack against the gaming industry, it does, but it does not represent Beijing's official stance. The what? backpedaling. I kind of love that, that Beijing has an official stance. <laughs> yeah, I know. With the gaming industry. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think, Aaron? Is, do you think it's spiritual opium gaming? I don't know anymore, to be honest. I uh, don't know. Didn't you have some experiences playing Gacha? Yeah, that was only for exp- yeah, only for like to see what it's like. And after that, I'm just like, no, I give up. <laughs> uh, that was a one-off thing. I don't game that much, so I can't really give much of a insight. But I don't know. I think the term spiritual opium is a bit harsh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there's a lot of pros to to gaming, but I suppose I can see why. I, I know that there was like a a episode of a TV show on SBS where they kind of do like mini documentaries and one uh, episode was about these rehabilitation camps for Chinese e-gamers. Rehab. Yeah, rehab for for gamers. So I need that. Yeah, I know. Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I don't know. Like I can see how it can be addiction like anything but i feel yeah i mean it is a bit strange but not surprising that china decided to get the newspaper to take it down but yeah anyone have any thoughts do you anyone agree with the statement (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) because like yeah like games can make people like it can be very addictive but they're teenagers. It's normal for them to play games. Like, calm down. Esports is popular right now. You can make money from playing esports. Man, so if they want to play esports and be good, go for it, you Chinese kids. <laughs> <laughs> Celeste, words yeah. of encouragement. Yay! <laughs> Man, you remember when being? You remember when being good at games made you a nerd and a loser? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my god, go back oh, to playing man. Minecraft. No, but how crazy is it now that like you can actually get paid and make a living off of being really good at video games? I think there's still that stigma though. It depends on what games you play, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you're a Genshin Impact player, stay away from me. Oh <laughs> yeah, but it's like if it's COD or if it's like FIFA, like oh yeah. I oh, it's like they're like kind of like casual chill games. Yeah, yeah. Like FIFA yeah. is something you're like, oh I'm playing with one of the boys or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> something. And then a gotcha game is like, okay, you have no soul, you're in your house all the time. <laughs> I can say this because I'm guilty. I play gotcha games okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say same thing if you're a fighting game player too, except that you you don't have a soul, and also you're angry and stressed all the time. So <laughs> that's how it be. 
I don't think I, I agree with like Celesto. I don't think I still think like gaming in general still has such a strong stigma that's like people can become like mass murderers or something from playing like GTA or something. Yeah, which is just mama. has been proven yeah, to be no. wrong. Exactly. So. <laughs> Many times by like psychologists around. That's just like that's just not the case. And it's kind of sad that that stigma I guess still like exists that people want to compare it to a spiritual opium which is kind of intense yeah. but mm. but it is like it can it is quite like addictive I guess but I don't think it's to that extent maybe it's a health thing as well like mm. yeah considering you're sitting down a lot maybe that's the why the stigma is still quite strong no, go outside, touch Play grass. Just dance. Just yeah, dance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Workout <After> games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. I don't know. And then also now I feel like gaming also has become like more of like a like a social thing as well. Like you can you play like multiplayer games with friends and stuff like that. And especially during a pandemic times we live in it is it's kind of like one of the few things that you feel like you can like socialize with other people and like playing like a shooting game in a team format together or something like that I don't know yeah I feel like it's one of those things where it's acceptable if you're playing with friends that you know but the minute you're playing with like friends you don't know in person like online Uh or just by yourself it just I don't know Uh (laughs) yeah just a lot of conditions you are cool if you follow these a b c <laughs> no specific <laughs> rules and stuff like that but i don't know i think slowly with like especially with streaming like streaming becoming more and more like a popular thing and stuff um i think slowly we can like that stigma can slowly fly away vanish forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah did anyone have any more thoughts hmm. exhausted our opinions on e-gaming. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like any other thing, right? Don't do, don't overdo it. Gaming, mm-hmm. especially like with games. You know, Lishan, you said they were addictive, and you're right. They're like they, really addicting. They can, yeah. yeah. Especially with, mm-hmm. especially with games with like like a very high like level system type of thing, where it's like, oh, if you reach a certain level, you get this amount of XP. You can get all these things and then there's like the grind to just mm-hmm. keep going and going yeah you're like a hamster at a water feeder <laughs> that sort of thing uh so i mean it, it is good for social stuff though especially with the pandemic you are right mm-hmm. with that and you know Zenny, i'd say even with strangers it's actually quite nice to mm. play with strangers you know you, you make a lot of good friends when you're playing against people online especially if you're a fighting game player um, yeah, and the more like the stigma though, like the stigma seems uh-huh. stronger for those who play with online friends. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I look down on gamers, including me myself. I look down <laughs> on myself. No, I am a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, if everyone have their own opinions about video games and all that stuff, please message us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on hpopnation.com forward slash all those Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, if that's the right way of saying it. I think it is. Yeah. If so, what's your opinion on gaming? And thanks for listening. Please don't be a gamer like me. I would <laughs> that hole so badly. 
Thanks for tuning in. This is Asian Pop Nation on Sin. We played a triple thread of songs. The first was Yoasobi's Monster from the anime series Beastars. After that, we played the nine Liu Yuxin's song Hello Chiu Chiu. And then the last one we played was by Weekly, and that was Holiday Party. Because something I love to do is just to travel internationally. But lucky for us, we've got a little bit of everything coming in the form of movies here in Melbourne because we've got the Melbourne International Film Festival. Yay! This year is about another day of film festival. Mostly, the Inter- Melbourne International Film Festival has returned this year after sadly absence back in 2020, which is technically last year. Sadly, they will be missed. They managed to return for 2021. Now, here's a little bit of history. Melbourne International Film Festival has been going on since 1952, making it the leading film festival in Australia and one of the oldest film festivals alongside uh, Cannes and Icons. Is it Cannes or Cannes? I can't say the word right. Never mind. But we can put that on the sidelines now. And the Berlin Film Festival. This year is the 69th anniversary for the Melbourne International Film Festival that has been running. This film festival will be running from August 6th to 22nd of August. And now we have a lot of lineups with these movies along the line. Now the question is, what is everyone excited for the most for this movie festival? Well, that's the thing. I don't know, man. How much? How much do you know about the films uh, being shown here? Howard Duck. Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, All Howard right. the Duck. Oh my god. I believe they're showing Wolf Children again. Oh, yeah, connected back to Mamoru Hosoda. Wow. <laughs> Women. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. There was one that I caught my eye which was uh, about i think like a couple who are on a date and then it starts going wrong like a horror sci-fi oh oh it's like, Ooh. that sounds interesting yeah a date go wrong i would have loved that to be a comedy though <laughs> <laughs> like those ones where they go get caught in these weird shenanigans that sort of thing yeah uh yeah i like those movies um, there's another one that's interesting about, it's like a period film uh, by Japanese director Kiyoshi Kurosawa, which is about, uh, I think why, it's called Wife of a Spy. Ooh. Yeah, it's about this silk merchant who heads to Manchuria on a business trip in 1940 and, yeah, leaves his wife, which is, who's this, like, amateur movie star um, and kind of this mystery romance sit around ferals so it's a lot of good stuff yeah sounds good i, I was looking at that too and oh there's a nice little animated short i found called uh bak hong i don't know if i pronounced that right but it's a it's a little animated story about vietnam it's about this girl who grows up during the time when saigon was getting taken over around vietnam war uh so i'm actually pretty excited for that one because i like animation cool. Mm. Yeah, and mm. I think the Vietnam War is like super interesting too. So, two and one. Ooh. I think that, isn't that in also the uh, short film category as well for, for that day? Yeah, yeah, it's a short film. Another one that I'm interested in, but it's actually quite an old film. It's called Center Stage. Has actress Maggie Kwong in it. She's who I want to be when I grow up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she plays like this. It's like a biopic about one of China's first famous movie stars. There's a lot. Hopefully we can see it in person, maybe. I heard that they've had to postpone it because Hopefully. of... I know. Oh, my God. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why it's happening. <laughs> it's, it's just a mystery. Like, why does this keep on happening? Um, yeah. So, it's like, so- whatever we got plans on, 
Al French is like comes around the corner. It's like, oh no, you're not gonna have any of those plans today. <laughs> no fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess there's there's a lot from of films from different countries, not just within Asia. So a lot mm-hmm. to look forward to. Yeah. It's so exciting. We're actually like, if you just go through like the program list through their website and stuff, it's so the variety is just yeah. I'm, this is amazing. I'm looking I'm, right like, now. Obsessed. There is a lot of crazy stuff here. Oh, oh my yes. god! There's like a Nicolas Cage movie as well. No I way! Know, I, I haven't seen him in a movie know, in ages. Nicolas Cage. Know this guy's yeah. acting again. <laughs> He's still. Oh my god! It's called Pig. If you're wanting to like search through it, Pig. I'm just scrolling through it. I know it's just the name is there. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there are two that I found very interesting so far. Very out there. Uh, the first one is called Sabaya. I think it's about a person who goes undercover to try and save some ISIS sex slaves. So that sounds really, really intense. I'd mm-hmm. like to see that. I don't know if it's an, oh, it's a documentary. Whoa. So like, it's not just straight up a film. This is like real life stuff. So that's interesting. And uh, another one that I've also found interesting is uh, one called Sun Rizu. It's about uh, this period of Japan when a lot of the students were super, super violent, like especially with their protests and such. I think there's, there's one incident. They were trying to take over this airport, airport construction area and the students, they literally barged in and full on built fortresses and tunnels in the construction site itself just to, to protest against it being built. There's a lot of history behind it. You should read it. It's God. so cool. Yeah. I think that's a documentary too. So uh, whew, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. It's so excited. <laughs> I was just looking at Piggly show. This is such a weird premise. <laughs> the image leaves. It's just like the Wait, first what? image you see. So the movie so that so Nicolas Cage is in, it's about a revenge. It's a revenge thriller cer- centered on a stolen truffle pig. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So basically, the whole story is about getting a pig back. In other words, yeah, it's a bit like John Wick, but (laughs) (laughs) with his first truffle pig. Oh my god! Drama and thriller is the genre. So I love this slide, right? (laughs) So when his pig is pignapped in a violent raid, Rob, which is played by cage is forced to return to civilization and the past he deliberately left behind as he goes looking for the animal and the swine who took her i love it i love it i actually love it (laughs) my movie of the year guys (laughs) oh yeah this looks great but aaron if there is anything that our listeners want to tell us about at the melbourne international film festival where can they go well, first of all, they can all go to Sesame Street if they want to watch the hell Sesame Street got to watch Sesame Street. No, I'm just kidding. They don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. I wanted to know about Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of this I want to watch. Sesame Street, Stray, and then you got that movie that a couple of us mentioned about. But yeah, now my false alarm, but the sidelines. If anyone wants to know what exactly they want to watch at the Melbourne Film Festival from August 5th to August 22nd, all beforehand around that time. Oh, currently right now is airing right now please tell us on our social media page such as facebook instagram and twitter on age of pop nation and please tell us what films or short film or documentary you are willing to watch at melbourne film festival we'll see you there hopefully anyway eventually 
you're tuning in to Asian Pop Nation. We played a song from Hirai Dai called Mirror Mirror. After that, we played Monstars, Kohen Vui Tansuan. And then the last song we played was Lim Kim's Falling. Because someone we've fallen for is Jin from BTS. But so have these beauty experts. So we're going to talk a little bit about what they found now. Do you know who Mr. Worldwide Handsome is? Where did that well, come from, by the way? I honestly don't know. I thought it was just BTS's Jin's thing of introducing yeah, himself as Worldwide just... Handsome. Yeah, he kept saying it was like a catchphrase thing. And I just took it. I was like, yep, you own it. So <laughs> there we go. Well, the reason why we're talking about BTS's Jin is because he's been named as the best looking man in the world. And according to makeup and beauty experts at this beauty website called Audrey Beauty Studio, um, they conducted a study on 4,941 male celebrities and using a computer face contouring technique, um, they selected the most handsome face from the perspective of cosmetologists and found BTS Jin to be the best looking man in the world. Um, to be honest, my bias is sugar, so I don't care. <laughs> but Alicia, I care. This is a great Jin fans rise up because we won today. <laughs> like, like I am more of like a casual BTS fan, but this is a this is a good thing, guys. I just have to say. <laughs> Finally, everyone sees the potential. <laughs> I can't believe they mathematically calculated it. Like the yeah, symmetry, make sure everything. Yeah. Put it like, on like an the... Excel spreadsheet or something. That's crazy. <laughs> you, know, with, you know, the Fibonacci spiral. Yeah. <laughs> My God. But like, how? How do you measure handsomeness? Well, what is it that makes something yeah, like, or someone handsome? Yeah, I feel like that's, isn't it subjective or something? <laughs> yeah, I find it very subjective. Because mm-hmm. I personally, oh. I don't think Jin is that attractive to <gasps> me. Like, I can see oh. why he's pretty, but he's not oh. attractive to me. But I guess the computer says he's attractive, <laughs> so. Technology. <laughs> Technology. But no, I like see where Celeste from because like, okay, although I just had like a whole thing about Jin and stuff, if I personally had my own little ranking list, I would have a different male celebrity in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, One ho, okay. (laughs) If you know, you know, know, that's all I have to say. (laughs) But is it really about the face? Because for those of you who don't know, one ho, he's a really buff Asian guy, he's just like really muscly, and I think yeah, I searched him up. I, I am like a lot more appealing than his face. <laughs> no, oh my god! Hey, wait, hey listen, no. I searched it up on Google Images, and I'm looking at his toned ass body right now. God damn! No, you know how hard it is yeah. to maintain muscle like that. Man, my he's respect. He, he's like the only man I respect in this society, kind of. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but like, wait, I just want to know, like, if for all of you guys individually, like if you could have your own, like who do you think is the most like best looking man in the world in your eyes? Ah, uh, I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like even with male celebrities, I I tend to respect them more based on like their profession. Like mm. the first person that comes to mind is Ryan Gosling, but I just really like the movies he's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Timothy Chalamet was another, but I guess it's more also about his acting rather than his looks. As for Asian actors, I really like Tony Leung, <laughs> but he's a bit old for me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a like a Hong Kong actor. Um, he's going to be in Shang Chi as the father of Shang Chi. Oh, Ooh, damn, that is old. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe that says a lot about me. <laughs> that, she like she likes it aged like fine wine, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're, you're a classy like one, Zanya. Sil- silver fox or something like is that the term? Is that the term, silver fox? Some people say that because they're like gray hairs and stuff. I don't know. Uh, Not yeah. my type. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Tony Leung's my bias. <laughs> I don't know, but as for the boys, JP yeah, well, Aaron. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think me, I'm the most handsome man in the world. I should be up uh, there. How about we put you through the computer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll work. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one, huh? Yeah. Uh Hugh Jackman, he's a good looking guy. <laughs> Straya. Straya. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's cool. <laughs> Uh, I mean, who else? I guess Ryan Gosling, he's also among, like, the more handsome ones. Like, Hugh Jackman, he has a more of a scruffy, rough look, but Ryan Gosling, mm. he's he's a bit more clean looking. I'm uh, thinking more of, like, you know, young Lear, not Eddie Caprio. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So it's Leonardo DiCaprio with a time machine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, know what? There is a Chinese actor who kind of looks like him right now. Oh, really? Shukai. Okay. Yeah. I feel the same as also like young Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, um, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Go Brad, young Brad Pitt. What was the movie he was in when he was younger? Fight Club. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fight Club. He was cool in that one. Mm. Uh, Aaron, you haven't told us anything about. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I'm usually just focusing on the voice acting and like voice actors cast and all that stuff. But if we're the not voice. talking about those, I guess Hugh Jackman and probably Dwayne Johnson. Oh, Dwayne oh. Johnson! Dwayne Johnson, oh, beast! <laughs> what a beast! <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> No, I could um, probably go with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no, he's too angry looking. No, yeah. I think, isn't it the appeal? And people like the angry looking people. The, the screaming, <laughs> the shouting, like you're not cooking your like meat right or something. It's raw. Lamb <laughs> <laughs> sauce. I've only seen him in like the sandwich meme. You know, it's like, oh, what is this sandwich? <laughs> you're missing out. Sandwich. There's the whole shebang of that is so good (laughs) (laughs) but if i have to choose like japanese like asian and all that stuff i might have to go with the voice actors i have to go with like yuki uh yuki kachi for this one no one knows who he is does he i'm sorry erin yeager from attack with japanese Embarrassingly, uh, from Guilty Crown. Yeah. Embarrassingly enough, I only recognize this name because I started playing this dating sim game. <laughs> if we're going by like good looking by voice alone, I'd say the voice actor who does um who plays 
No, it's okay. I'll come back to it, Leisha. Go for it. I'll look him up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to reveal my cringy, like, alone stage while I'm playing Dating Sims now in my new life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found him. Oh. Um, so the, the voice actor for Hattori from Fruits Basket. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. I mean, not like him, but just the voice alone. I just right. think, yeah, he's cool. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I do find Hattori to be the most interesting male character. Yeah, true. In Fruits Basket. Yeah, very mysterious guy. Also Wait. very sad. Wait a minute. Does that mean you finished it? No. What do you have to do? I forgot. It's been a while. No! We're just going to keep asking you this each week. Yeah. Uh, Gathered somewhere during the show. It will happen. Yeah, at the beginning of each segment. Have you finished Fruit Basket? Have you finished it? Have you finished it? And you just say, no. Yeah, that'd be a good bookend. Good bookend to the But By the, the end of this year, <laughs> he has finally finished it. Yeah, that's it. Alrighty. Well, for those listening at home, if you have different opinions about Jin being the best looking man in the world, Message us on facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or on Twitter and Instagram. This is APN. Thanks for tuning in. We played three songs. First was Kind of Blue by I Can't Make You Love Me featuring Huasa. After that was Jam Xiao's It's Me featuring Majia. And then the last one we played was by Big Feng from Vietnam called Doan Duan Duo. For those who don't know what a tanka is, let me enlighten you. Tankas are a form of Japanese song or verse which follows a syllable pattern of 57577. So, to summarize our week here at Asian Pop Nation, we're gonna say this tanka from us to you. <laughs> Jin's worldwide handsome. Myth showcases Asian films. Groom marries his ex. Kung has pillow of daughter. Our anime girls sacred. If you want to give it a shot and tell us a little bit about what your week's been like, you can try writing a tanka as well and sending it to us on Asian Pop Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But now we're going to play a song by Astro called After Midnight. While our show doesn't go that long, we do really appreciate you joining along for the ride here late into your evening. So keep it here on Asian Pop Nation. We've got a couple more songs that you don't want to miss out here. That was Nulbarak featuring Fumbufurit, A New Day, and we've also played Astros After Midnight. And you've reached the end of our show here tonight at Asia Pop Nation. We really appreciate you spending the time to listen to our show tonight. If you're interested in letting us know what you thought of the show or have any song requests you'd like to send to us before Friday midday, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You probably heard us saying it all night at Asian Pop Nation. You'll find us there. You can slide into our DMs, let us know all your thoughts and all the songs you want us to play for our show next Tuesday. You can also listen to any discussions that you may have missed. Believe me, we have a great time on the show. We'd love you to be a part of it. So you can check us out on our podcast, wherever you stream your podcasts. But for the meantime, we're going to be moving on here with a song by Arena called Move On, followed by TO47's No One in the Sky. So on behalf of the team of Aaron, Celeste, JP, Leisha, and myself, Senya, This is the APN team wishing you a good night and signing off. Bye.